Welcome back, everybody, to College Conversations Podcast, live from Bergen, Norway. And I'm here today with my roommate, new roommate in Bergen, Norway, Adam Woolcott, all the way from Australia. Two worlds collide, and boom, now we're here, Bergen, Norway. G'day, guys. Yep, I'm Adam. As Ben said, I'll be his roommate for the year, and really looking forward to the year ahead. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, the first week in Norway, first couple weeks, I think we've been here for like two weeks now. Yeah, but like, about. yeah, this country is just insane. Um, like the nature, the rain, everything, Norwegian culture, food, crazy. How have your first two weeks been, Adam? Fast is how I'd say. They've been very fast. I've enjoyed like the difference, I guess you could say. Like, it's just so contrasting from obviously where I'm from, weather-wise, but also it's the people you meet. Everyone's so so different which is really cool i've enjoyed it yeah new culture new experience lots to come uh we're both studying at the university of bergen bergen is i think the second biggest city in norway yeah following oslo following oslo in terms of people um it's against the coast uh on the west of norway for those you don't know norway is like really far north so we got a lot of sunlight right now it's great but also bergen is one of the rainiest cities in norway i guess did did you know that coming in i actually didn't know that at all i knew very little about norway before i came here it was quite a last minute sort of thing for me because i didn't know whether or not i'd been accepted in on the basis of grades and a few other things so it was sort of like a spur of the moment last minute got accepted and packed my bags and here i am dang so when did you figure out that you were accepted um about three weeks before I actually came. So. Three weeks? Yeah. So did you even have a ticket booked or anything? No. Or you had to like book a last point. minute plane Yeah, ticket? it was quite quite a last minute thing. Oh man, that's crazy. And where are you from in Australia? Um, so Brisbane, that? Queensland. So that's okay. like East Coast. And I study in Townsville, which is sort of up north towards the reef a bit more. So yeah, very different climate obviously there as well. Almost 250 days of sunshine. Whoa. Polar opposites to here. But no, it's a, it's a really cool place in the world. I recommend going to Australia if you ever get the chance to. Yeah, Australia is awesome. I think a lot of people will like your accent as well on the podcast. Cause yeah, we yeah. Americans it's a bit all over the place, not going to lie, because obviously the English English background to start with. So I got a little bit of English, a little bit of Australian accent. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, do you do, uh, have any of your friends studied abroad or what led you to like the last minute decision to like... Did you always think you were going to study abroad? And like I know you yeah. said Norway was like a last minute thing or you just like traveling in general or Yeah, always been a big fan of travel. Uh done a little bit growing up and whatnot with the family. Mm-hmm. Um I did plan to go on exchange for about probably the last year. I've been hoping to do it. Um I used to live on a college sort of situation in in Australia and we had a lot of exchange students come over. Uh, a lot from the states actually and a couple of Norwegians, which was cool. And just talking to them, the experiences they had and what they thought of the exchange program sort of sort of excited me a little bit. Yeah, so, yeah here I am. that's cool. Yeah, I guess I always knew I was going to say abroad. I didn't know Norway particularly, but I don't really know. I think I just wanted to go somewhere in Europe and somewhere where, like, they spoke English, but I could also, like, have the opportunity to learn, like, a new language. Yeah. But now that I'm here, like, yeah, basically everyone in Norway does speak english that i've come like everyone speaks english um i think some are more like willing to speak english than others or more like wanting Mm. to speak 
Some of them speak better English than Adi, to be honest. Yeah, that, that's also like, yeah. true. They're, and their accents are real nice to listen to. Yeah, like, don't mind it. Don't mind it at <laughs> the all. The Norwegian English accent. Yeah, it's, and what are you studying, Adam? Um, I'm studying marine science. So that's sort of a combination of um, marine biology, marine geology, marine physics, and marine chemistry. Yeah. So quite science-heavy, but I don't know. I'm not really too sure where it'll lead me, but interested just to see what the future holds. So what's the difference in like some marine biology com- when you're looking at like the coast of Australia where you're living versus like way up here in the northern hemisphere, like coast of Norway? Yeah, right. So obviously um, water temperature is the most prominent sort of thing that strikes you straight away. Um, obviously a lot warmer in Australia, a lot colder here. And that allows for a lot more life, I guess. It's a lot easier for life to exist in warm waters. Mm-hmm. In the waters around here, it's more of a struggle. So there's not as many creatures in the water, but the things that do live here are a lot more interesting because they've got sort of got that struggle to overcome, I guess. Yeah, interesting. I actually uh, visited the Bergen Aquarium like last weekend. I think last weekend, yeah. I thought it'd be a place that you'd probably find interesting because yeah. i don't really know what i'm looking at when i'm looking at no, i do i do plan to go there yeah in the nearest future it's a cool place it's a pretty it's pretty small but like i don't know they have uh like seal lions or lion seals sea lions sea lions yeah, yeah. Not, not seals but like sea lions sea and lions. like they had like a show where it was like i don't know like tra- it was almost like a dolphin show but it was like a sea lion show so yeah. it's like jumping out of the water and like, like it's some pretty crazy stuff dribbling right? a soccer ball and yeah. like on its nose and like super crazy stuff i was like what yeah it's super random but but yeah norway australia united states i guess for me like i come from minnesota and i think the temperature here is like real similar but i've always told people like we don't have any mountains at all like it's totally flat oh real um yeah just a flat place in general so like for me like walking outside like when we walk outside our like apartment or just look out the window and like seeing these like mountains and bergen is also surrounded by uh, seven mountains as well for yeah. people who don't know but when you walk out there's just like mountains off in the distance and it just kind of like blows my mind like looking at that like it's just so new to me and like it's it's really nice like appealing to look at but yeah it is it's sort of the same where i'm from i guess as well we're a pretty flat country australia so um no these mountains I reckon are gonna come to their own in winter. Hopefully a bit of a bit of snow caps and a bit of skiing here there. Yeah, that'd and you, be nice. You've already done some some crazy cool hiking trips like the one that you did uh last week with some of our other roommates. Like talk yep. talk about that because that's that's crazy. Looking that was at the awesome. Pictures and stuff. So um that was a thirty five kilometer round hike, um about around about thousand meters altitude um over the course. And what we basically did was hike to a cabin. Um, in Norway, there are these things called DNT cabins. And it's sort of based on this honesty system, which is where you, anyone can rock up. The door's always open. And when you get in there, there's food stocked and things like that, beds to sleep in. And you sort of pay just by writing down your credit card detail and you sort of tick off what you used. So obviously, it's pretty easy to abuse the system. But from what I've heard, it, it works quite successfully over here, which is an interesting concept, I think. But um, it was a really good trip, awesome experience. The uh, the landscape was amazing, as you'd expect. Crazy 360 views and lakes, which were teeming with fish. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a really good trip, really good way to um, get to know the roomies a bit better, I guess. Yeah, super cool. And like, 
I guess it's hard. It's probably hard to imagine for like people listening, but like these cabins that like Norway's built, like they're not just like average cabins. Like some of them are like literally like on the sides of like mountains. Yeah. Or like incredibly incredibly remote. They're like in the middle of like nowhere. Basically. Basically, yeah. Like yeah. 10 hour hikes to get to at least for most of them. Yeah. How long did you guys have to hike just to get to the cabin from where you started? Well, it shouldn't have been as long as it was. We we actually missed the bus that was going to take us to like the start of the trail. Oh. <laughs> so we had about a, a five hour hike along what would have been an hour bus ride or something oh, like that geez. to start with. Um, I mean, we left we left here at like nine in the morning and we got there late, late evenings or late afternoon, about eight o'clock. Oh, man. So, yeah. I think there are times. I can't really remember too specifically, but I'd say about 10 hours for the first day. That's a lot. And what, what kind of, like, terrain were you guys going over? Um, over? So, because we missed the bus, the first half was just, like, along the road. Mm-hmm. But these roads are, like, winding through mountains. So, again, awesome scenery, but they're pretty easy going. Once we hit the trail, however, it sort of took a bit of a drastic change. I'd say we were about at least a 45-degree incline for the most part of it. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less. But it's it's sort of rocky, mm-hmm. I guess you'd say. So it's a lot of like stepping upwards, I guess, because you're climbing. So it's like a big staircase. Yeah. So you're actually like, did you have a lot of altitude to like climb up? Was it on like a mountain where you guys were staying? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think about a thousand meters is is what it was, mm-hmm. and the bus was probably taking us up, two hundred of those meters, I'd say, to okay. start with. Yeah, that sucks that you guys missed the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we actually checked the times before we left and. We didn't. We checked the Friday times instead of the Saturday times. Oh, so were you close or not even? There's only one bus that runs on a Saturday. And it runs <laughs> at like eight a.m. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, we missed that. Uh, oh well, you got a nice five-hour walk in instead. Then. Yeah, <laughs> the scenic, the scenic route. The scenic route. Hey, actually, you're leaving in like what two hours to go on another another yeah. crazy hike. What's something like that? What's your plan for that? Um, so I think five o'clock we've got a flight to a place called Stravanger. Um, which is a city down south. I'm actually super unprepared for this trip. I haven't really <laughs> booked any of it. All the roommates have done it, and I've just agreed to come along, and I'll just pay my share. But I've heard we're going to a place called Pulpit Rock, which is, um, for anyone listening, I'd recommend looking it up. It's a it's a pretty spectacular rock. It's like a cliff face in between two fjords. And then there's also another spot we're going to, which is, not really sure what it's called, but it's basically a boulder that's lodged between two cliffs. Yeah. And you can stand on that boulder. They were staying at Airbnb for the night. We were uh, hiking a fair bit to different locations and they were catching a bus back on Sunday. Nice. You say you haven't booked much of it, but I assume you at least have like the flight like to yeah. it. And, like, well, I've, I've only booked my return bus. That's the only thing I've booked. Oh, okay. And the people I'm going with have sort of organized the rest of the details. I see, I see. So <clears throat> I've just left it in their capable hands. We're, uh, we've got car hire as well. Oh. So uh, another credit card will be getting to work out. But. Yeah, so you're just along for the ride. Yep, definitely. Bring the cameras, get some equipment. Yeah, I've seen that that rock that you can stand on in the middle. Of the, is it, was that, what's it called? Do you know? The rock you can stand on that's like wedged between two. Yeah, I'm not sure actually clips. the name of it. I don't know. That looks really scary though. Because you can stand there, but, like, is under it, like, just, like, free fall? Yeah, it's literally just, like, free fall. And people just, like, walk out and stand Yeah, you can just... Is it even that wide, I wonder? No, so we just like photo. Has anyone, like, died? Because I look at that rock, and I'm like, you could just, like, slip off and just, like, die. Not on that 
particular site. Um, we were actually talking about this over breakfast this morning. Um, we all thought someone surely must have because it's. I think it's a pretty popular spot. A lot of tourists go there, and yeah, it's only it can't be more than like ten square meters. It's quite a small like standing platform. Mm, that was very scary. But one of the other like popular tourist sites called Trolltunga is um it's a similar sort of thing. It's like a fjord with a big rock sticking out from it, and you can stand on the edge and get this really cool photo. Mm-hmm. I know one girl from Monash actually died there a few years back, wow. which is the same university that our roommates are from. Oh, so that's a bit of a yeah, hit home yeah. for them, I guess. That, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, that that one also looks pretty scary, but. I don't know. I have a big fear of heights, so like, <laughs> yeah, probably I don't know how I feel like going up some of those. But yeah, that's cool. Stravanger, Stravanger trip. That's at the bottom of Norway, or yeah, I think it's well, it's about probably forty-five degrees due southeast from Bergen. Mm-hmm. And besides that, I don't know a whole lot about it. It's coastal, so it could be a bit wet. I think the forecast is looking good though for the trip, which will be real nice. Sunday's got. 24 degrees and sunny all day that should be a nice day funnily and uh funny enough to a lot of my friends and family back home are like when i tell them about norway we we often talk about like trips that we're doing trips that we're taking like this and i often get asked like are you guys even like taking classes here (laughs) are you just like on like this holiday vacation thing the whole time and like it's i'm only taking two classes while i'm here are you taking this more than that or i've um i'm actually running four classes four classes okay so we're not all just taking two then yeah (laughs) um i mean for me the whole exchange program is just pass fail so whatever grades i get it's doesn't really translate back to my australian degree it's only whether i pass or fail so i just get the credit points for it i guess Mm -hmm. um but it's pretty work intensive like the first week there's a a fair bit of content they've covered already. A lot of prior knowledge I'm expected to have, which I kind of don't, but I'll make it work. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting because, like, for me, my home university is only accepting. They said they would only accept two classes, like, that I take here, which seems really low because usually I do take four or five classes. So that's why I'm only taking two. But apparently, like, the credit system here is a little different. But, like, my classes are each 15 credits so like 30 credits total and apparently that equals 15 like american credits which is like what i would have to take like four classes to take oh really so i i'm just i feel like it's just so easy here like i don't know like the classes have just started but i'm telling people like i'm only going to classes on monday and tuesday like an hour on each day and then i have like five day weekends that's crazy that's nuts i know it's awesome so i'm like telling people about like all these trips around europe i'm trying to take and like do all these crazy things like, are you even going to school ben or like what are you doing and i'm like no a lot of us are just i think a lot of people here are i don't know people that i've met a lot there's a decent amount who are taking it as kind of like a a trip like a vacation yeah definitely. rather than like a serious study well i know the um we have two russian uh, roommates nina and anna i know they don't get any of their subjects whoa um credited back home so they're literally doing this and they're still studying over here just for the i guess the general education of it but they're doing it for the experience more so than the credit yeah i did not know about that that's crazy yeah i wanted to at least get something out of it so i was like two classes uh, all right i guess i'll take it yeah definitely but yeah i heard you can uh like 
I don't know like how much school is in Australia, but like I'm always jealous like the European students who are like all coming here for like free. And I know you can even like if we apply directly through the like university in Norway, you can like, even get like your master's degree like for free. Oh, really? Have you heard about that? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, because so. like education is like subsidized in Norway for like citizens of Norway and whatnot. But I was, someone was telling me even, like, if you're an international student and apply directly, like, they're not going to charge you, like, just because you're an international student. Like, if you get accepted, like, you'll be able to go, like, tuition-free and, like, get your master's degree. Yeah, definitely something to look into. That's, um, yeah. oh, that'd be really awesome. I was like, what? That's crazy. But, yeah, what, what are some of the things you've noticed? Like, did you have much culture shock coming here or anything, like, major differences between, like, Australia and Norway that you've discovered um not so much culture shock i i guess i've moved around a fair bit um to different environments like i moved away for uni in australia and obviously coming to australia from the uk and things like that so for me it's just another move Mm. um so you sort of learn to make friends i guess it's a skill you can you can learn um the people here are i don't know it's almost similar to australia i think the social dynamics of it I think most colleges sort of have, by colleges I mean like student living arrangements. They all sort of share that similar, um, that vibe that everyone sort of wants to go out on the weekends and everyone's really social and they want to just chill out during the days and get to know many people because we're all in the same boat here. Like yeah, especially at Fantoff, a lot of internationals. Yeah. So yeah, not too much culture shock and yeah, somewhat similar I think. Somewhat similar. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's just like the student. Yeah, student life. I, I don't know. Student lifestyles. It's kind of similar across a lot of different countries, I guess. But mm, for So sure. you're actually from the UK originally. Yeah. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So born and raised UK. Moved over to Australia in 2008. So, no, it was, uh, for me, it was the best thing ever. Like, really? I'm sort of into that more outdoors activity stuff, I guess. A lot of time in the water and in nature so england's a nice place but it doesn't have too much to offer yeah in that factor so so you're glad you're actually happy yes very very yeah i still go back to uk often like we're heading back there this christmas catch up with the family and whatnot oh okay yeah yeah. um we normally do we normally head back every couple christmases we're still very close with the family in the uk do you still have a lot of uh family there yeah so pretty much all my family's there i have one uncle and auntie in australia and then the rest of the family is all back in the UK. So I got, you know, grandparents, more uncles and aunties, all the cousins, mm-hmm. a few friends from school, and obviously family, friends, things like that. So yeah, it's good. It's nice to have sort of two bases you can bounce around to. Yeah, that is super cool. I totally forgot about that. So that's interesting. Uh, a lot of times, American people are often debate like which sounds nicer, like the British accent or the Australian accent. <laughs> and that's like a big debate fair uh, enough what do you think you got both what are you, yeah, <laughs> what are you well, speaking right now <laughs> so basically when i moved over to um, australia i was in year three or something i think and i thought the australian accent was so cool obviously coming from britain the english accent was the most normy thing ever mm-hmm. so i tried real hard to sort of lose the australian accent i guess so i was like to lose the british accent yeah sorry to lose the british accent so I was um sort of like copying friends how they were talking. I'd like be saying like, oh, g'day, mate, all the time. Like <laughs> trying my best to lose it. And I was sort of pissed that I did because 
I found out that like the British accent is so much more attractive to girls and things like that. Really? And it's like, oh, <laughs> missed out there. That's all right. Yeah, my accent's sort of, I've been told it's sort of somewhat in between both. Yeah. And then when I first moved out, a lot of my Australian friends said I sounded really British. And I want to head back with my British mates. Sound, so I sound really Australian. So I don't know. I'm in the middle of it. But I think both accents are pretty cool. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that was interesting to hear your perspective because I've only heard other American people's perspectives. Right. So that, that was really cool. But uh, also, being in like marine biology, I imagine you're like somewhat fairly like, um, what's the word? Like eco conscious. Right, yeah, sort of um, a bit of a focus on sustainability and things like yeah. that. Yeah, did you see that, like, the Amazon rainforest is, like, on fire yeah, right now? Yeah, <laughs> that's, um, that's real bad. That's um, going to be, have huge impacts um, globally. Obviously, the Amazon's, like, one of our most important rainforests. Mm-hmm. You guys all know the statistics, like, 20% of the air we breathe and 10% of all biodiversity and things like that. So, yeah, it's been burning for a few weeks now, I've heard, or at least a week. Yeah. And that's going to be doing a fair bit of damage. So, there'll be a, a lot of pressure, I imagine, on the Brazilian government and and the whole department to see how they act and respond to it. Right. Wasn't it, is it like a, is it confirmed or is it just a theory that like it's been burned down by like people? Like it wasn't like a naturally starting fire, right? It was like people suspect that like, big top heads of companies like arranged for it to be burned down for like profit or yeah. is that just a conspiracy theory i don't know but um i can't really say too much on the matter i haven't looked into it enough okay. but it wouldn't surprise me if it was man-made obviously there's a lot of i guess the south american sort of living style is is very different to ours and i know a lot of people don't have the same focus on sustainability over there mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's still quite a developing nation i guess so, for most people, money is the forefront of what they spend their day-to-days trying to achieve, yeah. which is understandable. But they happily do that at the cost of the rainforest. So, I know in Brazil especially, things like um, soy plantations mm-hmm. are, are very large. So, they're cutting down rainforest for soy. And a fire would be all too convenient for them just to wipe out a heap of trees, right, right. leave a heap of ash fertilized soil would be perfect for um, plantations but that is all all just conspiracies i guess i don't know any facts behind that yeah well i heard that um what was it like sao sao paulo yes. brazil like did you hear how like the cloud of smoke that came was like it, it drifted all the way from the rainforest to like sao paulo and it was like the middle of the day but there was so much black smoke in the sky that it like the city turned like dark no i <laughs> i didn't hear about you that didn't hear about that yeah it was the craziest thing so like yeah there's just so much smoke built up that like it all flooded into like sao paulo which is like they were showing statistics too which isn't even like close to the rainforest so it like shows like how like crazy this is because apparently like i'm going off like american geography right now for this metaphor but like if you were in colorado if like Colorado is the rainforest, then this black smoke floating over in Sao Paulo would be like New York. So it's like a huge difference. It'd be like if a fire in Colorado caused like the sky to go dark in New York, which is like insane. Yeah, it's but a yeah, lot of smoke, I guess. It's crazy, man. And you're you're in marine biology, so I'm sure you know all about. I don't know the Great Barrier Reef 
being in Australia as well. Isn't yep. that that's having some problems recently? Yes, yes, the reef is um is in a bit of a dire state at the moment, but I know I guess it, a lot of it as most things are just media driven. Saying that the reef is like only got a few years left mm-hmm. is a common thing you'll hear. That's that's all like propaganda to attract tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, the reef is slowly dying, but not at that sort of rate where we've only got a few years left. It's um, it's been dying if you want to call it that for quite a while. It's basically bleaching is what it is. So coral have a thing called zooxanthellae in them, and when the water temperature gets too hot, they um they leave the coral, and that causes the coral to die and turn white, which is obviously no good for tourism and the reef itself. And that's that sort of dying reef stage. Yeah. A lot of theories around that though saying is a naturally occurring event that um, the reef was always going to die just by the way the earth's slowly tilting on its axis means the waters are warming. Um, people believe the reef is going to reform actually around the Philippines. Hmm. A new Great Barrier Reef might start up around the Philippines. This is going to happen in thousands of years, not okay. during our lifetime. But that's just one theory people have. Interesting, and that just brought in a random, really random thought into my head too. But uh, a little off topic, but I was just thinking about how in Bergen they actually sell whale, like whale meat, mm. which is I found very interesting. Is that interesting to you? It is, because um, obviously whales are one of those species with a very long gestation period and very slow growth rate. They are very susceptible to overfishing and over harvesting i guess you could call it because they're not exactly fish but the fact that it's been banned for so long in so many places and now that people in countries such as japan for example have re-legalized the uh the act of whale hunting mm-hmm. sort of makes you think if the world is so, is going the right direction as a whole because we know everyone's sort of shifting their views to a more sustainable look but with places as japan which is as developed as it is still legalizing the act it's it is a bit concerning but as far as bergen's concerned and norway as a whole with the whaling i think it's more of a traditional thing Mm. they're trying to uphold which is something i can sort of respect but is need to make sure they do it in obviously sustainable fashion which i'm sure they're looking into bergen is very good with the uh, fisheries and aquaculture side of things yeah norway's pretty pretty eco-conscious i think i mean they're they're trying to charge me for a plastic bag when i go to the grocery store so that's a start we don't we don't have that everywhere in the united states yet only at some some states or some grocery stores do that right and i see like a crap load of teslas all driving around here too but i also know that they're the highest not maybe not the highest but like they export out all this oil and they're very oil rich country as well indeed yeah it's a bit of a controversy actually for a lot of people because Norway itself sort of almost promotes itself as this super green, hoping to have zero um, like gasoline cars on the road by 2025 and all these great like waste disposal recycling programs. Yet they're still exporting all this oil. So they themselves have almost zero emissions. They're almost a completely carbon neutral country yeah. as, they're, um, as they're doing their own thing. But they're almost just shifting the problem onto other countries by exporting mm. it it doesn't really help as such it makes them look good right and gives them a lot of money but it's sort of yeah palming off the issue a bit it's good to see that like a country such as norway can be an example and lead like how you can live a sustainable and eco-friendly city but 
yeah, it, it is controversial, the, their um, outputs and the way they export all their goods. Yeah. I was having a funny conversation with a friend, too. I was just saying, we we're just talking about how, like, the air just, like, feels clean here. Like, when I breathe it, it just feels, like, nice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Ooh, like it I'm, might be something to do with um, being coastal or yeah, that too. the mountains and things like that. But it's definitely, just definitely nice air. feels clean. And it's, like, I wonder if, like... If I if I breathed this air for the rest of my life, I'd gain like two years of my life or something. Which probably like would, breathing like polluted air. Yeah, not not gonna lie, probably would. Yeah, that and the water. The water here the is water. Yeah, exceptional. Yeah. That is exceptional. Yeah, yeah. This is a super good conversation though. But it, yeah, it's already been thirty minutes. So that's it for today's episode, guys. But if you have any questions for Adam about anything related to australia yeah you marine can, biology you message me Norway. on facebook if you want anything you like that him. you can find him where can where can we find you um i guess just facebook if you want adam <laughs> and walcott w-o-o-l-c-o-t-t there you go thanks again guys uh if you are still listening to the podcast we appreciate you very much if you like the podcast make sure to subscribe so you get notified when a new episode comes out and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating if you liked it because it's a big, big help. But yeah, that's it. So peace. Thanks, guys.